This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday the 17th of February. Justin, Australia's unemployment rate increased from 3.5% to 3.7% in January, which means around 11,500 people lost work. The Reserve Bank's nine consecutive rate rises are really starting to bite. Mm-hmm. Now, B-Man, last week we spoke about the $24 billion acquisition offer of Australian gold miner Newcrest, but now it's off the table. What? Newcrest rejected the $24 billion takeover from its US rival Newmont. They reckon they're undervalued at that price. Three stable stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first. Telstra has lifted its profit by 25% thanks to Optus handing over customers on a silver platter. Oh, a very strong start by Telstra's new CEO, Brett. So tell me more. We all know Telstra as the numero uno in the telco space here in Australia. The best for mobile network coverage. The highest monthly costs. The best tier jerker. Now, Telstra's new CEO, Vicky Brady, she's delivered her first results as CEO. We're talking profits of $934 million for just the past six months. That's a jump of 25%. And Brett, part of this growth is thanks to the absolute doozy (laughs) over at Optus. Yeah, Telstra said that tens of thousands of former Optus customers came over to the big T following the cyber attack. And Brett, it's no surprise that Telstra have been ramming home ads about Telstra's customers being secured Mm. by Telstra. So true. So what is the key learning here? Your competitor's slip-up is your company's opportunity. There are a number of ways to use your competitor's missteps to your advantage. Step one, plan your press release that highlights why your company isn't at risk of the same misstep. How about step two? Emphasize your strengths as opposed to your competitor's flaws. And Brett, as the number two player in the telco market, Telstra identified an opportunity to highlight its strength in securing its customers. In fact, B-Man, Telstra ran a number of these ads during the AFL Grand Final, which was just a week after the Optus breach was announced. And Jazzy Boy, these thinly veiled jabs at <laughs> Optus seem to have worked with thousands of customers making the big switch. And Telstra seems to be laughing all the way to the bank. For our second story, Airbnb is officially bringing home Le Bacon after its revenue jumped 24% year on year with a big thanks to its wildcard experiences. <laughs> Wowee, it was a scary time for them during COVID, Brett, but they pulled through. So what is happening here? Jazzy Boy, when Airbnb first launched around 2008, mm-hmm. it was considered wild to stay in someone else's apartment, but now it's uh, become a whole lot more normy, Including bringing your own sheets, <laughs> taking out the rubbish. Amazing how they've wrangled us into doing the work. (laughs) Now, Brett, for the 2021 year, you know, during peak pandemic, Airbnb recorded a whopping 352 million US dollar loss. But now, my friend, Airbnb has announced that for the 2022 year, it generated 1.9 billion US dollars of net income mammoth. Wow. And one of the big winners was Airbnb's experiences vertical. That's its tools and events, which was up 20%. So what is the key learning here? Expanding into new verticals is an exciting way to take a business to the next level, but it's not a decision to be taken lightly. Now, Brett, since their humble beginnings, homestays have been Airbnb's bread and butter. But in 2016, experiences were launched and they seemed like a pretty big pivot for Airbnb. Those experiences being mole making with an indigenous cook in Mexico City. (laughs) Uh, A music and cultural tour of Havana with a DJ. Importantly, Jazzy Boy, Airbnb already had brand recognition, Mm -hmm. they had distribution channels and a very loyal customer base. And now, not only is the experience vertical growing, but this growth is leading guests to make their homestays even longer as well. The old double whammy, tick, tick, tick.
For our third and final story, Roblox, the online game platform, has smashed its quarterly earnings and it's due to new games that aren't just for the kids. One of the real winners from the pandemic that is still winning, Brett, so tell me more. Roblox is a gaming app that was released in 2006, but it isn't a game itself. Oh no, it's a digital place where people go to play games, create games, and chat with other people online. Perhaps the electronic boutique of the metaverse, dare I say it? <laughs> now, B-Man, pre-pandemic, Roblox had around 17 million daily active users. But my friend, when that pandemic hit, its user base absolutely skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. It now has nearly 65 million users every day. And unlike other pandemic-fueled growth stories, Roblox ain't done yet. And it's grown its revenue to just under 900 million US dollars for the quarter. Wow. The secret? Roblox reckons it's expanding fast because it ain't just for the kids anymore. And so its share price jumped 25% because investors be thinking that maybe Roblox is the metaverse winner. And not meta. Ooh, so what's the key learning here? While Roblox used to compete with game makers like EA and Take-Two Interactive, it's now on a collision course with Meta, the owner of Facebook. People are still going to Roblox for games. They're also coming for other experiences. Live concerts from performers like David Guetta and Elton John. This is all part of Roblox's key strategy for the future of the metaverse. It's not just for the kidlings. And it seems to be working. Half of its user base was 13 years or older, which shows it successfully retained many of its users that they'd normally expect to age out of the Roblox experience. Cash money up for grabs in the Flux app today, Juzzy Boy. Our weekly quiz, Quick Sticks, will drop it sometime today. And if you answer correctly and the fastest to do it, you'll win 50 bucks cash. A very simple question on money or finance. So make sure you download the Flux app and have your notifications turned on. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on Monday.